0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to top people and
1: ideas. Powered by Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network.
0: Good morning, you're listening to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mukhtar. The coin-operated self-service laundry business has mushroomed in urban neighborhoods over the past decade, providing an alternative route to clean clothes that doesn't break the bank nor depend on the vagaries of the weather. But is the self-service laundry more than just the business fad of the season? Joining me to discuss this is Paul Ang, Group Managing Director and CEO of CityCoin Group, which owns the laundry bar chain of coin-operated laundromats. Paul, good morning. Welcome to The Breakfast Grill.
1: Hi, good morning, everyone.
0: I'm old enough to remember a time when self-service laundry wasn't really a thing in Malaysia, even though it has existed for decades in developed countries. When you entered the market in 2013, there were already other laundrettes in operation. So you weren't the first to introduce the concept here. What made you realize that there was a sustainable business opportunity in self-service laundry?
1: yeah actually uh back to this uh before we started in this business and we have a vacation together with my wife and a whole family in australia in year 2012 and uh, it was suddenly my wife discovered this business and we realized that it's quite interesting but of course uh during that time i was uh, first one who firmly against the idea because we feel that everyone the house there's a washing machine even there's a dryer and Malaysia weather is so scorching, why we still need a self-service laundry? And of course, uh, you know, when we, we realized that this thing, then of course we do the, some study about the business, the feasible study, and when we come back to Malaysia, we realize there's a, some other player in the market. And of course, uh, after a while, we feel that we want to go into it because this business basically is, do not require manpower. And it's so convenient and it provides solution for our living. Uh, So, and it gives us more time, more convenient, and more easy life. That's why I think this kind of business model is worth to do some research.
0: What is the addressable market for self-service laundry in Malaysia? And does it ultimately depend on average incomes remaining low? Because you pointed out the fact that you thought, hey, people would prefer to have a washing machine in home. Does it mean that this can only work if average incomes are at a certain level?
1: Yeah, initially, we thought that they, this self-service laundry is only catered for a certain market or a certain group of people. But uh, after, after a while, I mean, initially, it was uh, supported uh, mainly our main customer is from, from university student, from, uh, you know, from a working executive. But later on, the latest development, it become a household requirement. It's no longer just a limited to certain group like B40 or M40 or M. No, it's in fact we have some outlet open in uh, those who are having a high net worth area, and in fact the I mean the income is fantastic. I mean the welcome is is all supported by the local people, who even who some some of them even drive a big car come and do a laundry. And when we ask them oh, why you come and do self-service laundry, your house there's dryer and washer, they say simply they like the business model and they like the convenience provided.
0: All right. Let's um talk about the structure of Citicoin Group for a bit. Because okay. from what I understand, you have several subsidiaries under this umbrella, all focusing mm-hmm. on different aspects of the self-service laundry operations, right? Yep. Could you walk me through what exactly your business activity encompasses?
1: Okay, Uh, basically CityCoin, we have a main six subsidiaries and uh, we have a Silicon Laundry who focusing on the franchising Uh, is, is, is considered one of our pioneer company and the second one will be the CityCoin Camp who in charge for doing the manufacturing for all sort of uh, laundry detergent, softener and home cast and etc. And the third one will be CC Laundry Solution, who focusing on the repair and after sales maintenance, who supplying spare part and supplying laundry equipment to lawn franchise customer. Mm. Again, okay, the fourth one will be CCI Solution, that they, they are basically manufactured for those like I mean the self service laundry accessory like uh, this dispenser pump, token changer, and other related items, and the. Bit one will be the CCV. It's called a Coin Vans, who doing the all supply all kinds of vending machines. Like uh, the chemical vending machines, snack and drink combo vending machine, and also uh, all the you know cup noodle vending machine. Yep.
0: The yes. sixth one is?
1: The sixth one will be the this uh technology. This one is considered one of our important subsidiaries, and this subsidiary is uh, basically the yeah, they operate our own corporate outlets. Basically, all the outlets spread to whole Malaysia. Is mainly focused operate corporate outlets.
0: I see. Okay, Correct. so that helps me put into pers- put into context yeah. what subsidiary handles what. So CC yes. Coin. Uh, CC Laundry is the franchising business Yay. but CC Tech is where your corporate outlets yes, are, pa- are parked under and CC Tech is also the subsidiary that handles your investment uh, scheme, correct? Exactly. Okay, we'll get into that uh, a little bit in the conversation. Yeah, exactly. um, can you walk me through how much each business segment contributes to your overall revenue in percentage terms? So maybe we can divide it into your franchising, your mm. corporate-owned stores or, or however you segment your business revenue.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, I have uh, overall figures. So, uh, in 2022, the whole group, their contribute about total is about $40 million, uh, revenue. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for laundry, mainly it's from laundry and tech. Tech is about $60 million. The rest will be laundry and other subsidiary. And this one will give me the PAT of uh, $1.5 million in year 2022. All right. When it come comes to 2023, because our financial year end is February, our revenue was increased, become fifty five million. So out of fifty five twenty six is from Citycoin Technology, our own corporate store. The rest will be shared among the all the other subsidiary, including the Citycoin Laundry. Then this one will give me about five point one million PAT profit after tax. So this one uh, is indicate that we have uh, almost increased about two to three hundred percent. So when comes to two zero two four. Uh, that we forecasted based on our 10 month, uh, our eight-month uh, closing. So we will target 2024 February. We are looking forward for 73 million group revenue turnover. And Silicon technology alone, they will contribute at least 30 million. And this will further increase our PAT from initial 5.1 million last year. Now we are targeting for 8 million.
0: That's a pretty impressive growth from 1.5 million in 2022, uh, 5.1 million in year end 23, and 8 million you're projecting for year end 2024. The bulk of it coming from your corporate owned stores. How many stores actually do you have that are owned by yourself?
1: Uh, Presently, we own 130 outlets.
0: 130 outlets about yes. um, oh,
1: corporate owned store.
0: And your total outlets are if I recall correctly the total count is about 414 is that correct as of exactly. May 2023? Exactly. So that means the bulk of your store brands are mm. actually franchises. Yes. Talk to me about what is the outlay needed to open a store.
1: Okay, for capital investment if you let's say uh based on the current rate it's about 420,000 for a complete setup there will be including the latest laundry equipment from Tosei Japan, two-in-one machine. It's called wash and dry in one machine, done in one hour. And also, uh, all the renovation, all the gas piping and the system and, and uh, all the setup, there'll be about 420000
0: And does that apply whether it's a corporate mm-hmm. store owned by yourself or a franchisee? Is that the same price for both?
1: Uh, yeah, for corporate outlet, basically, we will uh, put more machine. So there, of course, the price tag will be different. It will be probably about 700000 per store. Uh, for franchisee, it will be usually we cater for lower. and Basically, we call it as a standard store. For corporate, we call it as a mega store. So corporate store uh, for mega store will be cost about 700000 For franchisee, we call it a standard store. They'll be cost about uh, $400,000, 400,
0: Why have you opted to go into this franchise route? Yeah, I'm just curious. Why this dual strategy for your business?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, this is a very good question. Uh, so, because this business is very lucrative and it provides a lot of convenience for franchising and also the, for the customer, and it gives a lot of, uh, you know, uh, return of investment. history has shown that this uh, self-service laundry business is a very lucrative. And, in fact, uh, it can help a lot of people to achieve their dream, become their own boss, without taking a lot of time because it's a self-service laundry.
0: But it will require a mm. big investment upfront. Yes, what you need is that capital. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I see self-service laundry there on every corner. There's sometimes two or three in a single street. Mm what differentiates laundry bar from the competition I suppose because ultimately everyone's offering the same thing it's, you can yeah. wash your clothes in a heavy duty washer mm. 24-7 so mm. what's different about laundry bar?
1: Okay for laundry bar this one is uh, I can very straightforward tell because the reason uh, last time when we I started with this business why I insist I want to manufacture my own laundry detergent laundry softener and laundry sanitizer simply because we know that at the end customer Wish to look at the what is their washing experience. And what we provide is the premium grade chemicals, premium grade laundry detergent that is in-house manufacture, which customer, after they're doing the laundry at home versus compared to laundry at laundry bar, they can see the difference. And... You can see the cleanliness, you can see how good is our softener and also we have our sanitizer being tested by SGS Malaysia and 99.9% is going to kill all the bacteria.
0: Okay, so you have all these innovations and technology yes, that come exactly. into your washer-dryers. I'm speaking to Paul Ang, Managing Director of CityCoin Group. When we come back, we'll discuss just how lucrative the coin-operated laundry business is and why CityCoin diversified into Islamic investment. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9.
1: You are listening. Listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network.
0: Thanks for staying tuned to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mokhtar and with me today is Paul Ang, Group Managing Director of City Coin Group. They own the Laundry Bar self-service laundry franchise. We were talking about financials earlier and you explained how your revenues are divided between the franchise unit and also the... Corporate owned stores. Yep. So I'm looking at um, the financial results of CityCoin Laundry. So that looks really specifically at the franchising of your business, yeah? And that represents about what, 300 odd stores, I think, because you mentioned 130 are yes, corporate owned. So about 300 are this franchise business. Yes. Now, in February 2023, year end, uh, you made about 39.2 million ringgit. Mm. That was about the same as what you made in 2022, but the profit before tax was considerably lower, seeming to indicate that there were some increased expenses. What accounts for that increase in expenses? Yeah,
1: basically, uh, we do a lot of promotion in terms of machine pricing. We, we reduce the machine pricing and also we do a lot of marketing campaigns and, of course, uh. Along the way, uh, of course, these, all these are actually the cost, it suddenly increase the cost due to the, uh, more and more uh, this uh, introduction to the market, more incentive to the franchisee, and also uh, most important is the, the increased price from, from the U.S., I see. Due to the equipment increased price, so we have no choice. And the weekend in ringgit is one of the main issue. Yeah.
0: But how much take-up have you seen, I suppose? If we take a look at the number of franchisees that took mm. up uh, this role, mm. what's the increase from one year to the next?
1: Um, basically, what I can see that that uh, we have a, quite an excellent sign-up. Every year, we increase about 50 to 60 new franchisees. So this is very crucial because of... Uh, uh, we had run a lot of campaign, we spend a lot of money from AMP and uh, we give a lot of incentive uh, even though there's increased price from the from the vendor, from the supplier, but we insist that our price is not increasing. So that uh, actually costs our margin will be job a bit lower.
0: I see. Okay, yeah. so it's really trying to keep that package attractive. I suppose because there are so many competitors out there, exactly. so you want to get uh, people to take up with laundry bar over yeah. the, over others. Yeah. Um, you mentioned though that this business is a lucrative one. What yeah. are your typical profit margins then?
1: Okay, uh, for the profit margin, you can earn as high as uh, 40% after, you know, you minus, I mean, you basically you your own store. So, After minus all the expenses, basically there's a fixed expenses, there is a variable expense. fixed expense basically is from renter. There will be a fixed expense or Wi-Fi charges is all fixed expenses and the salary for the cleaner. And the variable will be like a chemical, the gas and the utilities. Basically, the net margin should be around 40%.
0: But that's not guaranteed across uh, all stores, Mm -hmm. right? What factors go into determining whether a profit margin is high or low? Uh,
1: Yeah, the main factor uh, determined will be the renter. Okay. Uh, renter is the main issue. Usually, we kept the we kept the renter should not be more than thirty percent of your gross revenue. If let's say just in case it's more than thirty percent of the gross revenue, then we need to look into it seriously. You now, is there anything we can do? Mm.
0: Uh, so I noticed that in some of your literature, you mentioned that you had a zero percent failure rate. Is that yeah. true?
1: Uh, okay, zero percent failure rate is yeah, it was true before pandemic. <laughs> during the pandemic, COVID, unfortunately, this uh, this we need to reface a bit. Uh, I would say that uh, due to the pandemic, some of the outlet they cannot just cannot sustain mm. because of the you know the high renter and the less of the less of patron. Mm. So we got no choice. Some of the some of the outlet we need to close. Yeah.
0: How many outlets had to be closed? Uh,
1: during the during the pandemic, I think total outlet need to be moved out due to unable to serve the renter. Uh, I think probably about 10, 10 stores.
0: 10 stores. And were those franchisees or your own corporate-owned stores?
1: Uh, corporate-owned store, I think we don't have because we're still paying. But for franchisee, we have about 10, 10 stores.
0: What are your plans of growth in terms of the split between uh, franchisee and corporate-owned stores? How are you planning to grow them? Are there target numbers that you're trying to achieve? Yeah.
1: So for, for franchisee, we will still continue recruit as many as possible. But we will. We hope that every year we're going to restrict to maximum franchisee of 50, 50 okay. store, and uh, our target for corporate store. We every year we targeted about thirty six store.
0: Okay, why that specific number?
1: Yeah, because uh, due to the capital investment required, so we need to do a, our proper cash flow planning, and uh, presently, uh, seriously, we we are looking. I mean, there's a a few private equity firms they are in a discussion with us.
0: Okay, so you're um, looking to get more cash injection through private yes, equity. Correct. Can I ask also then about your investment scheme? Because that is a, a way for you to raise funds as well. In 2019, yeah. you launched the Laundry Bar Mudaraba investment scheme, mm. which is approved to issue 15,000 interest units yeah. priced at 5,000 ringgit each, which yeah. comes up to the value of 75 million ringgit. Yeah. I'm wondering why you've chosen to raise funds through this interest scheme registered under the company's commission yeah. instead of a more conventional <laughs> method like a loan.
1: Yeah, at the time we was uh, actually approached by. By uh, by one of the uh, interest scheme, you know, uh, a lawyer who very good in designing the interest scheme, and we were convinced that this scheme is going to be work very well, and of course, uh, uh, we have been applying this scheme almost take us over one and a half years before we uh, we got the approvals. In fact, the whole thing was done uh, in year two zero one eight. We only get the approval in November two zero one nine, before the COVID. And once we once we launched the scheme, uh, I mean, the, basically the the support is quite uh, quite obvious. It's quite significant. It's, it's a lot of people they buy our scheme, and after a while, it seemed like it cooled down. You know, it was slowed down due to you know a lot of uh, a lot of uh, negative factors.
0: What are those negative factors? Like
1: you know, some of the scheme that there was approved by SSM. But it was uh, unable to deliver the, whatever they promised, the deal they promised. And also there's some, you know, some other issue like shift load. So this one created a negative impact to the investor. So they are so skeptical about the scheme. So at the end, we have no choice. But at this moment, we don't really push this scheme to sell to the public. It's just like you want, you just come and subscribe. I see. You don't really like market it, you know. Uh, And what we grow now, basically, we are using our organic growth. Mm. Uh, So now we all depend on organic growth. At this moment, there's no funder at this
0: moment. Was there a reason why you opted for a Mudarabah scheme over other interest schemes?
1: Initially, it's called a Longribah Investment Scheme. And it was converted, become Longribah Mudarabah somewhere in uh, in year 2022. Because we don't want, like, people say this is a scam or what. And I think it's very important that once you get Sharia compliant, it means it's been certified.
0: Okay. Certified
1: means uh, that it's not a scam. That's very important to increase the confidence.
0: I see. So yeah. getting that Islamic financing certification was mm. sort of like a seal of legitimacy to the public yes. that this can be trusted. Yes. Because in a way, the uh, pledges under the scheme are... Mm. They sound too good to be true almost. It's mm. 8% annual returns that have been consistent even during the height of the <coughs> pandemic when there was a significant drop in revenues. Yeah. How do you maintain this 8% given that even big funds don't get that <laughs> that kind of interest rate? Yeah.
1: I think uh, because the pay the, we, uh, for the past four years since uh, 2020, 21-9 uh, t- t- until now, we are consistently pay uh, 8.5%, which is a uh, additional 5, 0.5% on top of 8% what we promised. So we consistently pay that because I think it's very important as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, you must keep your promise. You cannot buy. Today you promise 8% because by law, you need to pay at least 8% under the scheme.
0: And this, uh, this, I suppose, these profits come from your mm. corporate-owned stores, am I right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, of the 2 million that you've raised mm. so far, mm. how many stores does that translate to, actually?
1: Actually, four stores.
0: Four stores. Okay. Let's talk about your overseas expansion, because you have almost as many stores outside mm. of Malaysia as you do domestically, I think. You have about 300 overseas stores, if I recall correctly.
1: Yeah. Overseas store, we have uh, Thailand. Mm-hmm. Turkey, Brunei, and uh, most significant growth uh, presently is Thailand. Okay. Thailand, we have more than 200 stores right now. Uh, and in fact, uh, Thailand is one of the very successful franchise.
0: Why these mm. particular countries? What's the strategy behind your overseas expansion?
1: Okay, most important is the right partner.
0: So how does that work then? Um, the franchise price, the system, is it the same? Or how, how do you get your revenues from these overseas stores? Okay,
1: uh, It's followed exactly like Malaysia. And uh, all the franchise system exactly like Malaysia, and our oversee uh, basically our oversee partner they pay us a two percent royalty from the gross collection.
0: Do you have targets in terms of how many stores you want to grow, and mm. are you looking at other countries perhaps in terms of uh, growing this laundry bar brand?
1: Mm, yeah, uh, for Malaysia, I think uh, the heat room to grow is still very huge. So uh, presently, even though based on our statistic, our calculation. The overall store in Malaysia, in Green Laundry Bar and other play in the industry, probably about 2,500 store. And we are looking forward, they can at least accommodate easily 5,000 store in whole Malaysia. So, I mean, that's why um, when there is an investor or there is a funder for our Citicoin group, we will continue to open more and more corporate stores, mm-hmm. either in the rural or in the urban area. Okay. we we'll continue find a good location or stupid location. We'll continue to open. But at the same time, uh, we will continue to grow in Southeast Asia. And as we are the one of the uh, faster franchisor brand in self-service laundry, they successfully franchise more than 200 stores in overseas. I think uh, the whole world, I think, is only laundry bar at this moment.
0: You have actually set yourself a target of an IPO listing by 2026. Correct. What are you looking to achieve before you become ready for public listing?
1: Uh, so at this moment uh, based on the profit target we already uh, we can easily to submit for our public listing Alien PAT is already um, enough to go for a listing but uh based on what I can see is we hope that we can uh, continue to increase the valuation but at this moment the valuation is not high so we hope that with a with a new participation from either PE or investor they will We'll continue to operate more, open more and more corporate store. Hence, they will increase our PAT from eight at least to fifteen or twenty million.
0: Okay, so fifteen, fifteen to twenty million PAT is what you want to achieve before you go for proper listing. Yes. How many okay. stores would that be? What's the store target for they that? We
1: easily have. We need to another one hundred store. Okay. Mm.
0: So you want to reach at least about three hundred corporate owned stores, yeah, and exactly. that's when you're going to go for listing. All right, Paul. Thank you very much for speaking with me today. Thank you. I've been speaking to Paul Ang, Group Managing Director of CityCoin Group. This has been The Breakfast Grill on BFM 89.9.
1: The BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network.
0: You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.